Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 14. We'll start reading in verse 11. It says, For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. We'll stop reading right there. This passage here, this chapter, we see a lot of good stuff in here about you know not judging one another. Okay, we're all real good at that. I've said this before. I'll say it again. We all are experts on what everybody else needs to do. Somebody's going through a hard time. We all know what they need to do. You, you know, if somebody's lost a loved one. Hey, brother, you just you keep your head up. You just have faith. They're in a better place. God knows what He's doing. And you know, I, I hate when people get all spiritual and stuff like that. You know, they know that. Okay, they know that stuff. I think it was Brother Gomez. I was listening to him one time. You know, he uh, when he lost his wife. I think it was. I think it was. He was talking a little bit about this, but you know, he, he lost his wife. Okay, that that was tough. And you know, he was getting all kinds of that. You know, preachers trying to you know help him and share the scriptures with him and stuff. And it's just like, you know, he's like, I know all that. Okay, you know, I've you know, I've been preaching that all my life. But at the same time, you know, that's really not what I need right now. Sometimes people just need you to. Feel sorry for them, I guess. You know, and you know they know the scriptures, don't they? You know they know they know they're in heaven. But sometimes it's just hard. Okay, even if you know the scriptures, it's still hard if you lose somebody, isn't it? And we are, we're all experts at telling other people what they need to do. We all know, you know, the difference between right and wrong. We know what the scriptures say about sin. But yeah, they need to get rid of the sin in their life, don't they? That's real easy to figure that out. And it's real, it's real easy to tell other people what they want to do. But the Bible warns us here about, you know, in this passage about judging other people. And that's not really what we're going to talk about. But what it mentions in the middle here, it mentions that every knee is going to bow before God. And every one of us are going to give an account of Himself to God. And that's what I want us to zero in on tonight is the fact that we are all going to give an account of ourselves tonight. That we all are going to stand before God. And when we stand before God, it's going to be about us and Him. Nobody else. We're not going to have an opportunity to do, remember, you know, like Adam and Eve, where we're going to be able to try to blame somebody else. Okay, you know, remember, you know, Adam. Adam blamed, I mean, Adam, this is why men are so good at blaming people. We got it from Adam. Adam did, he killed, he blamed two people at once. He blamed his wife. But he didn't just blame his wife, he blamed God. He said, the woman that thou gavest to me. Lord, if you hadn't given me that woman, this wouldn't have happened. You know, and then Eve, uh, you know, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. I was tricked. Making excuses. But the truth is, when we stand before God, there are no excuses. And what I want us to really zero in on tonight is our responsibility to learn the law. That your individual responsibility to learn God's word. And because, you know, people these days are depending way too much on the preacher to teach them everything, you know, depend on what other people I mean really, you know, we've got 
a great big, you know, our Constitution, it's got our statement of faith in there. We've got all kinds of things saying what we believe in there. And you know, we shouldn't be satisfied with just, well, this is what the church says we believe. This is what Pastor Tommy says. We ought to be, we ourselves need to be able, we need to know what the Bible says. As an individual, you've got to know what it says. And many times we pass that responsibility off on other people. I was just talking to somebody this afternoon. I mean, we, we are a society that we love to just turn responsibility over to other people. People these days, they want to turn responsibility for everything over to the government. You know, we want the government to do all our protecting for us. You know, I'm thankful we have police and the military and stuff like that, but you know, when it comes to a lot of it, I want to do my own protecting. And that's why I have, you know, things like firearms and stuff. You know, I don't want to just depend on the government for everything. They don't always get there as quick as they need to. And you know what? I'm not going to blame them for it. You know, and people always, they always want to do that. In religions, many people are completely okay with when it comes to their eternal soul, just trusting the priest. Uh, Father, whatever it takes to get me there. You know, am I okay, Father? Oh yeah, you're okay, son. You did your confession. You've been showing up at church. I sprinkled you. Okay. They don't even bother looking at what the Bible says about it. They're okay. They'll just trust a man. They'll trust a priest. Or people, they'll, they'll trust a pastor. That whatever he's telling them must be true. Not checking things out themselves. And when it comes to the law of God, ignorance is no excuse. We are all going to give an account for everything that's in this Bible. And I do my best to try to cover a little bit of everything. But boy, you're not going to get it all from here. It's just not going to happen. And the thing we've got to realize, it's our responsibility to learn. Go to 1 Kings chapter 13. 1 Kings chapter 13. There are people today all over, and these people are in Baptist churches just like any other church, that literally, and I'm not, I'm not standing here today telling you, don't listen, don't listen to me, don't listen to preachers. I'm not telling you that at all. But there are people today, even in Baptist churches, that are, they just totally go off what the preacher says. That, I mean, if the preacher says it, that's enough for them. They don't bother checking it up in the Bible. They don't, they don't look at it for themselves. And that creates a couple problems. One problem it creates is what happens when that preacher, if that preacher falls into sin? Guess what happened to everything that that preacher taught? I didn't mean anything. What if you get mad at that preacher for something? Then that, and that happens all the time too. People will leave a church and everything that preacher taught them, they leave at that church. Why? Because they just, they just listen to the preacher. And listen, I am not against preaching. God uses preaching. I was talking to a preacher about that one day. Uh, you know, just talking about how people they depend a little bit too much on the preacher, and you know, and he he, I guess in defense of that, brought up that whole that verse in the Bible that talks about how God uses the foolishness of preaching, and God absolutely does use it. But I want to show you something here in First Kings chapter thirteen. We're not going to take time to read the whole story. You may be familiar with this story, but there was a young prophet who God told to go uh, prophesy to the king. And if you know the story, God told him, He said, when you go there, you go straight there. The same way you go to that king, you leave that same way. While you're there, on the way there, and on your way back, do not eat, do not drink anything. It's going to be a quick trip in and out. And he did. He went and he gave the king the message from God. The Lord did a neat miracle. 
in that story. But then when he was on his way back, in 1 Kings chapter 13, it says, uh, verse 14, and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. Okay? So that prophet, that man of God, okay, is a man of God. He went, found him under the oak, and he said to him, Art thou the man of God that came from Judah? And he said, I am. And then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. Now remember, back in this day, they didn't have a written Word of God like we do. God would give them His Word. And that was the Word of God, wasn't it? Do you realize that man, what he just quoted to this other man of God was the Word of God. Okay, He quoted the Word of God to them and was following the Word of God like he was supposed to. And then verse 17, For it was said to me by the Word of the Lord, Thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. And he said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. That man, that other man of God, the older man of God, told him, Hey, I got something from the word of God. An angel came and gave and gave me the word of the Lord, but he lied unto him. You know, men of God. They can lie. Sometimes it's even on accident. I mean, if I share something with you that is false, that's a lie, even if I think it's the truth, did I just lie to you? Yeah. Because I told you, you tell a lie. I mean, that's why, that's why we've got to be careful. That's why, you know, i got to be careful if I hear somebody else preach something that sounds really good, I can't just go preach what they preach until I go check it up in the Bible first to make sure it's okay. And the truth is, here a man of God came, another man of God came, an older man of God. We're supposed to be able to trust them. And he told them, I've got something from the Word of the Lord. And notice that this other prophet's like, well, what was he supposed to do? He should have checked up. He should have went to the Lord in prayer. He should have said, wait, I got this from the Word of God. I was given clear instructions. And for whatever reason, I don't know, he was probably hungry. You know, he was probably he was probably thirsty. And he went ahead and he did what this older man said. In verse twenty, and it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back to the older prophet, and he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, the young prophet, saying, Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place of the which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him and his carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it and the lion also by the carcass. It was crystal clear here that this man had disobeyed God and God had him killed. I mean, can you imagine walking by and seeing a donkey, a dead man, and a lion sitting by each other? Okay, When a lion kills something, they usually kill it and eat it, don't they? They don't just kill it and sit by it. And if it was hungry, you know, that, that's usually why it kills. To eat it. It didn't eat it. It, it, just, it was like it was a testimony. 
They don't usually sit by donkeys either, do they? Okay, if they're around another animal like that, it's to kill it. It's to eat it. And it was clear this man had disobeyed God. And the truth is, he was literally, he, he didn't know. He was ignorant of what was truth. You know why? Because he didn't check. He should have checked. I mean, God told him, gave him clear instructions. Somebody else came along and told him something different. He should have either just ignored it or he should have just, he should have checked up. And you know what? Many times people, they are. They, it's, it's our responsibility to learn. If a preacher gets up and he teaches you something and it's wrong, it's not from the Word of God, when you stand before God someday and you give account of yourself, you don't get to say, well, Pastor Tommy told me it was this way. You know what, guys? Like, you didn't have, you didn't have a Bible? You didn't get a copy? Of my word, that God knows. He knows you had 14 Bibles sitting in your house. You know, He knows that you had plenty of opportunities that you could have read them and checked on them, checked on them, but listen, not knowing the law is no excuse for breaking the law. The same thing applies in our country today. I mean, there's, you don't have to know you're breaking the law. Every time I ever get pulled over for speeding, it's always in an area I'm not familiar with. Now, I wasn't paying attention to the speed limit signs. And you know what? The police really don't care about that excuse. First ticket I ever got. Driving through a town I never drove through before. Speed limit went from like 55 to 25. Real fast. I wasn't paying attention. And until I saw a policeman, then I was paying attention. And I realized I was going way too fast. I got pulled over. I was like, I told him, I said, I'm not from here. I didn't notice the speed limit dropped that far. You know, I got a ticket. <laughs> Why? I broke the law. It, it didn't work. The last time that happened, though, I didn't get a ticket, thankfully. I just got a warning, and that was a blessing. But it is, it's our responsibility to learn the law of the land. You know, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go hunting, you know, you better check up, find out what the laws are about it, find out what's in season, what's out of season. I mean, you go, you go hunting illegally and get, bu- get busted, you can get in a lot of trouble. Them game boards, man, they've got a lot more power than people realize. They can take just about anything they want. It's pretty ridiculous. So you better check up, find out what the laws are. And it's our responsibility, it's your responsibility as an individual to find out what God expects from you. And you know, a lot of times we get all down on these churches you know, that don't preach the whole truth, that don't preach on standards, that don't preach on separation, that don't preach on you know whatever it is, and we all feel sorry for these poor people that are in there that aren't being taught the truth. You know, we all feel sorry for the Catholics because they're not told that you know by the priest to you know read get in their Bibles and to study the Word of God. They're not taught to do any of those things, and they don't know that they are doing the wrong thing. They, but the truth is. It's not the priest's fault. It's their fault. Because they're going to stand before God and they're going to give an account. And listen, I know we can play a part in that. But ultimately, okay, I'm saying ultimately, it's your responsibility as an individual. I do believe that God's going to judge preachers that didn't preach the truth. I believe God's going to judge harshly those that promoted lies. I believe that they're going to be in big trouble. But you know what? God's not going to look at somebody and say, you know what? Your preacher, he wasn't a very good preacher, so... I know you never got saved, but we're going to let you into heaven anyway. Not going to happen. It's not the way it works. If we're told the wrong thing, we can't, we can't blame the other person. It ultimately comes down to us. It's our responsibility to look into the Scriptures 
and to find out what the truth is. And many people, they just don't want to. It does. It, it, it takes some time. We, you know, we've got a pretty good sized book here, don't we? It takes. It takes a lot of work. There's a lot of effort to read through it and to find out what God expects. You know, there is a lot of studying that goes into it. Some things are. They're, they're not easy to figure out. I mean, you do. I mean, I, I literally, I've had days when I've been in my office preparing lessons and my head's starting to hurt trying to, <laughs> trying to put it all together because it is, it's that hard. But, you know, it doesn't take away the responsibility. I never said it would be easy doing that. And, it's our responsibility to learn. That young man of God, he should not have just trusted what that man of God told him. And you shouldn't go to any church, including this church, and just trust that everything that comes out of my mouth is going to be the truth. You didn't, I'm not saying you know, be skeptical, and think, but check it up. You know, follow along in those scriptures. Yeah, that's what that's what the Bible says. You know, follow along. Make sure. It, I mean, if I'm getting off the path. You know, don't be afraid to ask a question. I have not I have a no retaliation policy that I follow. If people want to ask questions, I'm not going to call you names. I'm not going to get all over you. I'm not going to do that. I have a strict policy with that. I don't like it when preachers do that and they can't handle somebody asking questions. And I intend to stick to that. And if I don't, call me out on it. Because I need to. You shouldn't be afraid to ask a question. You shouldn't be afraid if there's some, if you've seen something in the Scriptures and it seems contrary to what I've been telling you, ask me, I might have missed something. I've, I've preached messages before. I was going through some of my old notes not too long ago and I was looking at a message and I was like, I was, going, I was like, that's not exactly right. Because it was from something else I learned a while back. And I was like, well... Those never preaching that one again. Those are going out the window. And that was from what it was from one I did a long time ago before I was here. But I was like, yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't completely biblical. Sounded good, uh, but yeah, nobody called me out on it. Why? Probably didn't look it up. There's a lot of people that heard it, and that's that's too bad. And people they they don't. They, and you know what? That can make the preacher lazy. I mean, if I can just get up here and whatever I say, everybody starts doing, that might start getting fun. Now, bless God, you know, the Bible says you ought to mow your pastor's lawn every week for free. You know, okay, man. You know, okay. You know, hey, my lawn's getting mowed. That was nice. You know, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I might start coming up with all kinds of things. You see how dirty my van is? Should never happen to your pastor. Pastor shouldn't have to wash the van. You know. Hey, if you all are going to start doing that, I might get tempted to start just preaching all that stuff. But you know, uh, if you all hold me accountable to the Word of God, then you know it's going to, I'm going to be less likely to get off on those subjects. I'm going to be less likely to. You know, uh, they're not going to fall for that. My you know my church makes me show Scripture. <laughs> I've got a bag of Scripture, and that's not a bad requirement for a preacher. And some of these preachers that just get really off on crazy things and just almost become dictators is because the people let them because nobody checks the Word of God themselves. And boy, you know what? one thing that blows my mind in the story is this old prophet that lied to him. Okay, And I believe this lie that he told him to, he knew was a lie. If an angel shows up and tells you something, you know that it happened, <laughs> don't you? Okay, He obviously made it up. But then the word of the Lord did come to him to tell that man, you disobeyed. 
And you would think that man would have felt really bad about that. Yeah, and I don't. You'd think it been, but he did. Then he obeyed God. Then he told him the truth, and it was too late. That man was in trouble. But there are others that can help us learn. But it doesn't take away our responsibility. Thank God for others. You know, thank God. You know, for pastors and for teachers, people that God puts in our life that can help us learn the scriptures. Uh, in Second Timothy chapter three, verse fourteen. It says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Remember, you know, remember who taught you these things. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Anybody know? This was, he was talking to Timothy. Anybody remember who taught Timothy the scriptures from a child? Yeah, his grandma and his mom. His grandma and his mom. Lois and, and Eunice. They taught him from the scriptures, and Paul and Paul's telling him, "Hey, remember you continue in what you were taught. Remember who taught you those scriptures. Thank God for parents that teach their kids the Word of God. Thank God for you know for preachers and for Sunday school teachers that teach people the Bible. Thank God for them. They're a huge help. They are a wonderful benefit. I mean, I can name all kinds of people that have helped teach me." All kinds of things from the Scriptures that have been such a huge blessing. But the truth is, those who teach us won't always be there. They're not. People die. You know, People move on. They go, they go to other places. And then what are we going to do when they're not there? That's why many children, when they leave Christian homes, they leave behind everything they were taught at home because they only did what their parents told them and they never were taught they never looked into the scriptures themselves. They never found out why. It amazes me. It actually doesn't amaze me that much. But how many people I know my age that grew up in Christian homes, went to Christian schools, I mean some of them even went off went to Bible college, and they come out of there and then they finally get on their own where they are responsible for themselves and nobody's making them do anything anymore. And they abandon all that stuff that they were taught and they because and you know why they do it? Because they have no idea why they're doing it. They don't know. They don't know what the Scriptures have to say about it. And because somebody's not standing over them telling them what to do anymore, now, I guess I don't have to do it. And the truth is, it's in the Scriptures, but I'm just going to be honest with you, there's a few things, you know, even, even me growing up, I was, you know, you're just told all the time, you assume we're true, and you, know, you, you get out on your own, you get, you know, you get questioned, you're like, I'm not sure where that's in the scriptures, you know. And I had to go look, and I found, you know. Thankfully, you know, I found them, and I was like, "Oh, okay, good. That's in the Bible." But boy, I wish I'd have known. That. I wish I'd have known a little sooner. You know, that's why don't be too quick to just abandon everything. You know, these young people that immediately abandon everything they were taught, don't be too quick to do that. You know, get in the scriptures first. Make sure chances are, it was, you know, it was, if you grew up in a good, you know, fundamental Baptist home that taught, you know, in a fundamental Baptist church that has the right kind of standards and all those things, you probably were taught the truth. But sometimes they're not good at passing it on to where they can go to the Scriptures themselves and find it. And those who teach us aren't always going to be there. Those who teach you sometimes can be wrong. Sometimes they get things wrong. And you know, it's real easy when somebody does get something wrong to just zero in on that and say, I just can't trust anything they say. No, sometimes people make legitimate mistakes. 
Sometimes people get confused. Don't go throwing everything out just because they, you know, they did something wrong. The truth is, people don't. They didn't like what they were being taught by that person, and so they'll take that one thing that they did wrong, and they'll just make a huge deal about it. And that's that's sad too. But sometimes the teachers can be wrong. And really, the greatest thing that you can be taught is how to figure out things on your own. That's that's huge. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, with Bible study we're going to be doing Wednesday, you know, I'm going to be kind of showing some of my methods for studying things, you know, and maybe it'll maybe it'll rub off. You know, maybe something that somebody else does, you know, will rub off on me. You know, being a, if you if you can teach somebody how to figure things out for themselves, I mean, it is it's wonderful. You know, in school with the with the kids, you know, when they're when they're younger, it's like you got to teach them every little thing, and it's exciting when they start figuring things out themselves, when they can read directions and learn something new on their own. I mean, that's just that's exciting. It's rare, but it's it's exciting when that type of thing happens when they're learning on their own. When you don't have to hold their hand through every little thing, that's exciting. And we've got to learn how to do that, how to figure it out on our own, to search the scriptures ourselves, find out what the Bible has to say about the subject, because we are going to give an account. I am. I mean, when when we stand before God, we're going to be. God's going to judge all of us out of the same Bible. God expects the same thing from all of us, and we've got we've got to get in the Scripture ourselves just to make sure we're doing it right. We got to make we got to take this serious. But the main reason that we don't many times is just because we don't want to know. Have you ever done that before? Maybe you know, maybe with your parents, you know, you you didn't want to ask their permission because you didn't know want them to. You didn't want to know. What they thought about the decision you were about to make. Why? Because deep down you knew they're probably not going to be okay with this. Deep down you knew this probably isn't right, and you and you hope that maybe you know if you play dumb, if you get caught, it'll keep you out of trouble. And many times, like that, we we don't want to know what the truth is. Go to Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter. Chapter 3. Start reading in verse 1. It says, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Notice the term in there that says, for this they are willingly ignorant. They're willingly ignorant. They don't want to know. They don't want to believe. 
in the creation. They don't want to believe in the flood. They don't want to believe, they, they don't want to learn about the coming destruction of fire. This world's going to burn up one of these days. Why? Because of the perdition of ungodly men. God is, has, and what they don't, they don't want to admit that God created the world. That's why they've, they came up with evolution. Because they don't, if we admit God created the world, you just, you've got to agree that He probably can tell us what to do. And that there, you know, that there is a God. If you believe that God destroyed the world once because of man's sin, well then that means God's obviously not okay with sin. And if God destroyed the world before because of sin, and God said someday He's going to destroy the world again because of sin, if He did it before, like He said He was going to, He's probably going to do it again. And they don't want to know about that. They don't want to think about that. And so the Bible says that they're willingly ignorant of those things. They don't... Deep down, deep down, they know. I think deep down, that's why, you know, I don't believe in atheists. I don't. Somebody tells me they're an atheist. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in atheists. Because I, I think people have got to know deep down that there is a God. They really do. I think that's why atheists are so, you know, they're always loud, obnoxious, so outspoken about it. That's why they just can't stand, you know, the thought of, you know, putting the Ten Commandments or a cross in any public place. They just can't stand hearing about it. Why? I mean, do any of them complain because, you know, maybe, you know, somebody wears a Tinkerbell? You know, they got, you know, if there's a picture of Tinkerbell somewhere. You think they care if somebody has fairies, something? Do they believe in fairies and not believe in God? I mean, really, think about it. You know, they don't get offended by a Mickey Mouse sign. Do they believe in Mickey Mouse? They don't even get that offended by Santa Claus. Why? Do they believe in Santa Claus? Why don't they get all irate and obnoxious about that? Because, deep down, they know there's a God. If they, if they were truly atheists, if they truly did not believe there was a God, they would. They would get just as indignant about Tinkerbell, you know, Peter Pan, Cinderella, as they do about God and the Bible. But they don't care about that stuff because they know that's not real. They know that's a fairy tale. But when it comes to God, deep down, they know the truth, but they just refuse to accept it. And it's like they think, if I remain ignorant of this, I'll be okay. Just like the child and parents, you probably all seen this before, when the kid's acting up, maybe they're in church or something, and you're trying to give them that dirty look, and it's like they'll kind of, they'll kind of get a glimpse and they just look away and they won't look at you. You know, you're wanting them to look at you. Why? So you can, you know, say all kinds of scary things with your eyes. You know, we, you know, I've done that many times. You're trying, you're trying to send a message just with your eyes. There's a verse about talks about how God, He'll guide you with His eye. Just, I think it's just like a parent does. And the, the kids, they, they don't look. They look, they don't want to see. Why? Because they don't want to hear that message that's coming from their parents. It's like, if I don't look, it's just going to go away. And I think that's what people think when it comes to God. If I don't look, if I remain ignorant, I'm not, I'm not going to know what the Bible says. I don't want to know what the Bible says. I don't want to look at the evidence. I don't look at the signs. You know, the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. And the truth is, I mean, they can't step outside without seeing proof of God all over the place. And they can't stand that. So what do they do? They come up with things like evolution. 
They come up with crazy, you know, scientific, you know, theories that do not involve a God because they don't want those stars reminding them that there's a God. They don't want, they don't want all those things in nature and all the creatures that God created and just the perfection, you know, the, the, uh, you know, just the, of our planet and our solar system, just all the things, the way they just work together perfect. They don't want to be reminded every day that there's a God, so they just are willingly ignorant of it. They don't want to hear about it. Don't you dare teach creation in the public school. But you know what? They go crazy about a Bible in the public school. But if kids want to read Harry Potter, that's okay. Kids want to read fairy tales in school? That's fine. That's wonderful. You know, let them expand their mind. Let them learn these things. These are great stories. But they go crazy over the Bible. And I'm telling you, it's because deep down they know. They don't want it. They don't want to know the truth. They're not going to learn because they're they're afraid of what the answer will be. They're they're because deep down they know what the answer is going to be. And so they think, if I remain ignorant, I'm going to be okay. And you know what? The truth is, you might be, that might work a little bit with a police officer. It might even work with a judge. You know, for example, if the feds decided they don't like what I'm preaching, they wanted to throw me in the can for something, all they would probably have to do, it, they, could, they could get me on something with taxes. I do my best to do everything right, do everything illegal. But you know what? I've studied enough about, I know enough about the tax code to know that it is impossible to do every single thing by the law, by the book. You can't, you can't do it. I mean, just, I mean, if you just trade something for somebody, if Brother Menez, you know, is going to, hey, if you work on my car, you know, I will mow your lawn or something. I mean, things like that. There's like a value that you're supposed to be able to put to that. You're supposed to pay taxes on it. If I get a better deal than you on that, that's stupid. Okay, you know, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and nobody, and nobody does that. And the truth is, they get people all the time on tax stuff. I think when they just want to shut people up, and it's, you know, and you know, you might if you did get busted for something on your taxes. You might be able to go to a judge and say, "Listen, I had no idea. You know, when I found out, I fixed it. I did it right, and they might be nice to you. You might get away with it, okay? Because if the judge has half a brain, he knows that nobody knows the tax code. I don't know this. I haven't done a whole lot of study on it, but I've heard it. I've heard it said by many people that nobody." can find the law. Nobody knows when it was put in place that says that we have to pay income tax. Supposedly, there has never been a law passed saying that we have to do it. Nobody can find the law, but yet it's enforced. And yeah, you, know, you, try to, you try to get out of that one, and uh, they, they don't care. No, they don't know what the law is. They're coming for you, and they will succeed in throw, getting you thrown in jail. But, they, but nobody really knows where the law is at. And they can't find it. And I said, I haven't, I haven't searched myself just because I know it doesn't matter. <laughs> if I prove that it's not, they never made a law, they're still going to make me pay taxes. But when we stand before God, God expects us to know this book. God expects us to know, know this law. One thing the law of God and the law of the land have in common is ignorance is no excuse and God's not going to judge us according to the laws that we know, but according to what the law says. And lastly, in closing, look at Second Kings chapter twenty-two, verse ten.
2 Kings chapter 22, verse 10. Now I want you to follow along because I'm going to read this. I'm going to do an NIV version here. Or the way that people, I think, think this is supposed to be. This is the way people think this should be translated. Or the way people live like it was translated. So you remember the story? Josiah, he's a king. He was a good king. They're trying to get stuff fixed up around the temple. And they find the Word of God. He finds the book. Verse 10, And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest had delivered me a book. Notice it says, delivered me a book. It's like he didn't even know what it was. The priests, they didn't even know what the Word of God was. That's how bad things were in Judah during this time. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he said, I had no idea we were supposed to follow that. Well, we better go, we better fix this now that we know it. No. Is that what it says he did? It says that he rent his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam the son of Shaphan and Akbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the scribe and Isaiah the servant of the king saying, Go ye inquire the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that it, to do all that was written uh, is written concerning us. He immediately panicked. He panicked because he didn't, he didn't even try saying, well, I didn't know. He didn't do that. He immediately panicked. He rent his clothes. He humbled himself. Priests, go inquire the Lord. He, one thing he knew was God was mad. Oh, why was God mad at him? He didn't know. He only became king when he was eight years old. Nobody ever taught him the truth. Nobody ever showed him all those things. You know, it wasn't his fault. As soon as he found out, he did his best. No. He said, we're in trouble. And you know what? God did, because of the way He handled it, God did stall off judgment. But judgment still came. It didn't come, it didn't come during Josiah's time. But it still came because the law was the law whether they knew what the law was or not. And the law of God is the law whether people accept it or not. Whether our government accepts it or not. If tomorrow, I mean, all of a sudden, all the religions get together and say, you know what, we all got together, we've all been studying, and you know what, this whole idea of Jesus being the only way to heaven is not true. You can go to heaven. There's many paths to heaven. If you want to take Jesus, fine. If you want to take Buddha, fine. And if they all come together and say that, that doesn't change the law. And if they do, oh man, they will be cheered for and applauded. People talking about how wonderful this is, all the religions coming together. And that's going to happen one of these days. That's going to happen one of these days. But you know what? The law is not going to change for those people. And all those people that are going to listen to their listen to those leaders and just follow along with what they say and feel all good and feel all happy and are going to, and the ones that are too lazy to get in the scriptures and find out what God's word actually says are going to die and go to hell. Because they're going to stand before God and they're going to give an account what's in this book. It's going to happen with every one of us. And you know what? I encourage you to get, you know, to be in church. I encourage you to listen to preaching. I encourage you to learn from people of God. But never turn the responsibility over on learning what all you're supposed to do to anybody. You 
take charge yourself. Find out what the book says. If it if it comes to whatever it is, whether it's just a standard conviction in your life, what don't just go. Well, this is what the pastor says. Don't. Well, the pastor doesn't do that. Well, you know what? If the Bible says to do something, I'm not doing it. Then I'm not obeying the law. And God's not going to say, "Hey, well, you know, it wasn't your fault. Your pastor set a bad example." He's not going to do that. He's still going to judge you according to those things. And it is our responsibility to find out. Ignorance is no excuse. So with that, let's all stand together. Heads bowed, eyes.